Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello and welcome to the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. It is my absolute pleasure to be here today talking to you about new beginnings and what that means to us. I have my cat Mabel curling up on my lap and I've been thinking a lot about what it means to start something new and all of the limitations that we put in our way before we allow ourselves to try something that's new and exciting. All of the excitement and all of the energy that we put in to our idea of what we're going to create and how sometimes we build up so much energy in our minds and in our heart about what this thing can be, what it could be, what it should be, that we get lost in that fantasy and sometimes we're too afraid to even start. And I know that that's been true for me, even in terms of beginning recording these um, messages from the heart to you, to have the courage to even think of starting a podcast. And it's really funny because when you're actually in the moment doing the thing that you want to begin, it can be fun. It's an experience that unfolds. It doesn't have to be any certain way. But before we launch into a new project, there's this concern that it has to be perfect. And I don't know how many of you struggle with perfectionism, but for sure, it's been one of the most crippling ideas in my life. And this concept of having to get it right or needing to start over again and again until I get it right prevents me from really engaging in activities that are so rewarding and so fun. And it's been this really interesting process, learning how to let some of that go. And I'd love to talk with you a little bit about that process today in the hopes that it resonates with you and that you gain something from my experiences with perfectionism. So let's talk a little bit about the past and things that I've done in my life that I really struggled with, particularly around professionalism, particularly around engaging with the public. And for those of you who don't know, I was a tattoo artist for about a decade. When I first got into tattooing, it was not as popular as it is today. It was just on the cusp of becoming the thing that everyone was doing. So in the early 2000s, I began my apprenticeship. And, you know, simply making the decision to get into tattooing felt like I couldn't even feel all of it, to be honest. It was this decision that I made that I needed to push myself. I needed to try to get into this activity that I felt in my heart would feed my soul that I really wanted to make art and connect with people and hear their stories and tell their stories through images. 
but it was paired with this, who the hell do you think you are feeling to draw something permanently on someone's body? What if you get it wrong? What if you make a mistake and everybody knows we're going to make mistakes? So for me, this was an experience of the ultimate surrender to the process of making mistakes in real time with other humans and having to learn how to do it in a gracious way, how to allow myself that time to improve a skill and know that it's impacting a person's life permanently, that I'm going to do my best and my best today is not as good as my best will be tomorrow or next month or next year. And I still have to start now or I'll never get as good as I'll get next year. And it was so scary. And part of what you are taught, part of what you learn in that process is not wanting to show your fear. You never want someone to come in and sit in your tattoo chair and think that you're not confident, that you're not going to be able to deliver this amazing piece of artwork, even if inside you're freaking out and you can't even imagine how you're going to pull this together. And I remember experiences of the first, um, just the consultation process, talking to someone about getting a tattoo and all of the mental gymnastics I went through to try and avoid talking about how little experience I had at that moment and trying to just focus on what experience I had and my passion for the project and what we were going to create together. But through that, I started to believe and learn and trust in myself that that passion and that intention to improve and to deliver something beautiful and something meaningful to someone, it was more important than maybe my skill was at the time because I knew I would do my best. And fortunately, in the tattoo world, like you're apprenticing, I'm not the only person there and I can ask for help and someone can come in and intervene and guide and correct if need be the work that's going down. So, you know, I'm not going to talk about the whole process of learning to tattoo and all of the tips and tricks and correcting lines that go in funny, but it definitely awakened me to this incredible ability we have as humans to push through fear, to rely on almost a higher power in ourselves, but also the goodness of others and to allow their intent to help carry us through. I have never been a terribly religious person, but spiritual for sure. And offering up this kind of prayer before every tattoo to ask that higher power, like, please intervene, help this come out the best it can, help it be the perfect experience for the person in the chair. And I think I've taken a lot of that with me forward into my life, because as with every person, life never goes the way that you were expecting or hoping for it to go. Or if it does, it always takes some crazy twist or turn that you weren't expecting we experience loss and grief and confusion and just all kinds of challenges. And to be able to have that experience of self-trust in knowing that you are able to meet those challenges and that you'll do your best, that you'll move forward in the best way that you can, 
and apply the skills that you have and know that, yes, you're going to be better at it tomorrow, but if you don't show up today, then you don't get there. So no matter how bad the day is, we pull ourselves up off the ground, we brush ourselves off, we might cry. Definitely there's some tears and then we do the best we can. This year in particular, you know, having gone through 2020, the crazy pandemic year, that idea of a new beginning, of taking all of yourself and trying to decide what you want to do next has been very present in my life. And I'm sure for many of you listening, if not all, you've all been confronted with this sense of who am I? What is it that I'm here to create or do? Is there something that I want to bring forward into the world? And how could I do that? My goodness, when we have that thought, the amount of crazy ideas that pop into our heads, not about what we want to do, but about how we feel about ourselves doing it. So it's not the idea of, um, for me, really, like I want to build this podcast. I want to talk to more people. I want to welcome more people into my world and feel connected to humanity. I've always wanted to feel that connection. And I love fostering that connection between people and between themselves and their heart. And the thought that came up around it is who the heck are you to do that? You really have to have a perfect idea of what you'll talk about. And it's like the little mental organizer comes out and walks in and starts saying, okay, if you're going to do this thing, this is how we have to do it. And there's this sense of needing to get everything perfect and right, to have your destination already absolutely figured out. And you have to know how you're going to get there and measure your success. And I don't know how much of that I have taken to heart from teachings through high school, through the past, through college, and even through business schools and things like that, that I've studied that says, you know, you want to have a specific measurable goal to move forward. But I, I find that I feel best when I remember that it's more about the journey than the destination, which sounds kind of trite. But if we think about what we want to bring into the world, we never really know where that's going. We just don't. And what we really have is a feeling of how we want to feel creating it, of the kind of energy that we want to surround ourselves with. We have an idea of what this activity that we want to do will mean to us and to others and how that makes us feel. And I find that focusing on that is not only the most important part, because that is the journey, but it's also the inspiration. It's what gets you to actually do the thing, even when you're scared, to go ahead and try and be willing to fail. And that's honestly a whole nother, whole nother topic that we can talk about, the, uh, the fear of failure. But there's also just this fear of even starting. And this confusion about if I start something and I don't know where it's going, is that okay? I definitely have had many, many, many projects. I'm probably the poster child for taking on a gazillion things and having them all going at once in varying stages. And I don't know how many projects I ever bring to a 
a fully completed state where someone would say like, that's a masterpiece. You, you did the whole thing and it had a clear beginning, middle and end. I have a great many things that have a really dramatic, exciting start and a fairly steady and interesting middle. And for most of these things, they kind of peter out and find their end, not in a planned way, maybe more in a, I forgot about it, ran out of time, ran out of inspiration, moved on to another project or whatever. I used to judge myself so harshly for that. And I have such sympathy for everyone who has similar feelings where, you know, we judge ourselves for having this great idea and putting ourselves out there and starting it and telling all of our friends, I do that one. (laughs) I don't know if you do this too, but I'll tell someone I'm going to do something so that I have that accountability that I've put it out there. I've said, I'm going to do it. So now I have to do it, but it is effective and it does get me moving. So that's a good trick. If you ever needed it, just tell someone that that's what you're doing. And it's almost like this shame avoidance that gets you started. But if it's what you need to get started, that's okay. As my four-year-old daughter would say, if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's okay, mom. (laughs) So for me, it works. Yeah. So we start these projects and we let them begin. And if we're able to be present in that energy of what we want to create, if we're able to pour our love and our heart and our soul into just that experience, I find that what we create ends up having meaning and it resonates with other people. And it's not about what we think we're going to get at the end or what we think we're going to be at the end. We're already becoming it because we're in the process of being and of doing ourselves. It's so funny that sometimes you'll have an idea of something that you want to do and you'll think that it has to look a certain way and you'll take the input of others And sometimes I'm guilty of this. I'll take input from, you know, five, 10, 15 different people about what they think or what they would do or what they think might be right for me. And sometimes I think that that is, it goes beyond looking for encouragement. It actually starts to become looking for outside direction, but also permission and almost you're wanting someone else to form what you want to do, to tell you that it's okay or to kind of do it for you so that you don't have to jump in and make the mistake by yourself. So in wanting to reach out to all these people and wanting to uh, touch lives in order to share my life, I have done this through art, through tattoos, through telling stories, through coaching. I love my coaching practice. I am so inspired by people and the dreams they have and the unfolding of thoughts and feelings and the peeling away of layers and growing. It's just, it's a passion. And how do I reach more people? And I've had others say, you know, you really should do video. It's people seeing you that really connects them to your message, connects them to your energy. And I'm like, okay, then I need to have a YouTube channel and I need to do live videos every day. And you know what I really enjoy is just recording these little messages. And I do, you know, WhatsApp and Marco Polo messages to my friends all the time. 
And then I thought, you know, what if it could just be that simple? What if I could do that and send it to the world and not just my friend that I'm catching up with? So that's where the idea of the beginning of this podcast began, really, is thinking that there's this desire that I have, this energy that I have that wants to connect, that wants to talk to other people. And I want to do it. And I want to do it in a way that feels natural and simple. But rather than just letting myself start, I have literally spent an entire year tiptoeing around this and finding excuses not to start Um, reasons why it isn't a good idea, reasons why it needs to be more complicated than that. And I laugh because when I see, you know, clients or my friends or my family doing something similar like this, it's so easy to see in other people. And then when it's yourself, it's just hard to see where you see them have this beautiful idea and you're like, oh yeah, go for it. It'll be so natural and so easy. And we just make it complicated. (laughs) We make it so hard. So I guess what I'd like to leave you with is when you have an idea and you want to start something new, we don't have to make it hard. Our instinct is to make it hard sometimes because we think that in order to have success, to be acknowledged, to feel a sense of accomplishment about doing something, that it has to take some monumental effort. But we also discount the amount of discomfort that just a tiny bit of effort can give. I mean, just recording this has my heart racing a little. I know you can't tell because it's just a recording. Maybe you can in my voice. I'm not sure. But there's this thrill in my heart a little bit of a, like a current underneath everything that's, what will it be? What will it be like? Who will be listening? What will they think? What if no one listens? There's this sense of excitement and fear. And it's not as terrifying as if I um, had imagined that it has to be a world premiere with a million people viewing. I mean, I highly anticipate putting out, you know, a few recordings and having 10 people listen. And that's perfectly fine because that's something I'm learning as well, is that it doesn't really matter the amount of people. And sometimes we put on ourselves this burden of thinking that we have to quote unquote, make a difference for hundreds of thousands of people and be the next Oprah in order to have an impact in the world. And certainly I'm learning through this pandemic, through being not reduced, but just contained in my home with just my immediate family, that honestly that's enough. And the impact that we have on the people that we live with and the people that we reach out to on a daily basis We never know how we're touching other people, but we can know our intention in it and we can send out that love from our heart. And I always want to do that with everything I do to have kindness, kindness and love going out to others, that that's enough. And we just want to share whatever it is in our soul. And you know what, whether it's sharing it with yourself and giving yourself permission or sharing it with just one other person, that is perfect. And it ripples out and we never really know the full impact of what we do because how we affect another person changes how they interact with the next one. And that's a really beautiful thought too, to imagine that you only have to be like a tiny, a tiny pebble going into the pond, but that ripple changes everything. So that's a really beautiful image and a beautiful thought. 
So may all of your beginnings be full of that passion and joy of discovery and curiosity. And if I could encourage you just one thing, I would say, don't be afraid to try. Don't be afraid to just begin and not worry about what it's going to look like. That's for later. That's not your responsibility. Not today. And, you know, every day things are going to change. We're going to grow. But that's part of the joy of being alive. Thanks for being with me today. And I really look forward to having another kind of warm and joyous chat with you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.